Greetings to you all as I come to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. I hope everyone is taking precautions and going out and getting vaccinated if you haven't already. This new Delta variant is more contagious and dangerous, putting the unvaccinated at a higher risk of catching it and dying from it. Our prayers are, if you have any fear or any doubt, that he would change your heart to allow you to make the right decision, to protect yourself as well as others, as it pertains to the vaccination. We pray that something we say today in this message will encourage you to know that God still sees you and wants what's best for you. So today, if you don't mind, I want to talk to you from the thought of change me into a new me. And our main scripture comes from Psalms 51, 7 and 9. And it reads as follows. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Psalms 51, 7 and 9. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. Do you know there was a time that we all were people who did not know God or lived as if we knew him? We did what we wanted, how we wanted, when we wanted, and however we wanted without any thought of the consequences of our actions or regards for others. We were committed to doing what we wanted and believed in wholeheartedly. Some drank too much and then drove. Some cursed like sailors. Some committed adultery. Lied, stole, cheated, and whoremongered. We did what we felt like doing. We were full of the worldly thoughts. Our actions powered and motivated by many different emotions, wants, needs, lust, lies, greed, and anger. Some were bitter and jealous, and some had envy and unforgiveness, and full of selfishness, or just to sow discord. In the Bible, there was a man such as this. He was just like some of us, harboring anger and hatred in his heart towards people who held different views than his, or didn't look, speak, or act like him. He was an agent of Satan to sow discord in the lives of others. Although our main scripture is a request from David, I want to take the request of David and apply it to the life of Saul because his life fits the bill for this request just as many of us can take this prayer request of David and make it applicable to our own lives, needing to be washed clean, to be pure, to purify our hearts, Renewed in spirit and changed, changed from the old self to a new one. In the main text, the writer is in need of change. But so does Saul. When we first learn of Saul, we find out that he was a deeply religious Jewish man, highly educated and committed to the religious traditions and customs of that day, and was against anything that did not fit into his religious beliefs, mainly this new religion, Christianity. But this would all change one day when he would have an eye-opening experience, an eye-opening experience that was well needed due to the path and course of actions he was taking against God's people and Jesus himself. Scripture says in Acts 9, meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, 
he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call upon your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hand on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming, has sent me that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who called on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priest? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. In the text, we see Saul, who is now Paul, has experienced an eye-opening situation and due to it and because of it, change in his life has taken place. Do you understand this is true for you and me as well. We too must sometimes undergo an eye-opening experience that alters and reshapes our thoughts and lives forever. And sometimes God has to take drastic measures to do so. I'm a fond believer of this, that change is not change until something and or someone changes. And it has to start with you. I find many times People want others to change, and they often pray to God about changing that person. Allow me to respectfully say this. Stop asking God to change everyone around you, and start asking Him to change you. Because what I've discovered, if you allow God to change you, everything 
and everyone around you will change. In our main text, the writer David, after sleeping with Uriah's wife Bathsheba, he's asking God to wash him clean, create in him a pure heart, and renew a steadfast spirit within him, changing him from the inside out. He's not asking God to do that in someone else, that he believes needs changing. He knows and is acknowledging it is he who God needs to change. It is so unfortunate that many people don't realize or recognize that they are the issue, the problem, the trouble, the turmoil, and causing all the turbulence in other people's lives. Thus, they're the ones in need of a change. But because they are unable to see themselves as the issue, they often pray and ask God to change others, as opposed to asking him to change them. And the person we're highlighting, Saul, was one of the people that didn't know, realize, or recognize he was the issue. And a change and a makeover was overdue for him. But good thing, God knew. He knew Saul needed changing. Not the people around him, but him. Aren't you glad? God knows what we need when we don't know or won't acknowledge it ourselves. So God did just that. He changed Saul to Paul. Understand, change is not always easy, but it is necessary for God to get you where he wants you to be, who he needs you to be, in order to do with you what he wants and desires to do to you and through you. We see in Acts, that's what he did to Paul. God changed his heart from stone to flesh, which allowed him to feel what God feels, to feel for the hurting, the broken, the downtrodden, the needy, the poor, and the outcast. Now with the changes in Paul, he looked at God's people differently, now having a sympathetic and helping heart towards them. And all because of God's changing of Paul's heart from stone to flesh. We also see that Paul experienced or went through a change of mind. He went from hating to loving, persecuting to preaching, bashing to building up, hunting Christians to communing with them, all due to God changing his mindset. He allowed God's great thoughts to enter into his mind and alter his thoughts, getting rid of the old worldly ones, replacing them with spiritual ones, bringing Paul from his own thoughts to God's, allowing him to think as God would think, God speaking to him in order to speak through him and having others receive from him all due to God imparting his thoughts in Paul and changing his mind. That's what a changed mind looks like. In the text, that's not all we see that God changed in Paul. He changed his sight. Remember, he went blind. And then the scales fell off when Ananias touched his eyes. He changed his sight. His outlook was different. Seeing things that God sees seeing the potential and the good in others and self, as opposed to seeing the nothing in the naughty, seeing from clear eyes and not blinded ones, seeing others as well as self in a different light, because now he's seeing things through the lenses of God and not self. Do you understand? I once was blind, but now I see, blinded by the world and my own sight. But when God opens my mind and my sight and changes my outlook, I now see things differently from his lens, 
from his viewpoint. We also see God changed Paul's surroundings, his surroundings and environment, his plight, his purpose, his position, his friends, and his family. It's right there in the text. So, so far we see God changed his heart, his mind, his sight, and his surroundings. And lastly, his spirit. Scripture says he was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Change of spirit. Instantly from a contrite spirit to a Holy Spirit. A devilish spirit to a godly one. Hateful to loving, harmful to helpful. All in that one encounter. God changed Saul to Paul and everything about him. Change of heart. Now he wants to save the ones he came to kill. Change of mind. From persecutor now, we see him preaching. Change of sight. The ones he saw as enemies are now his friends. And the ones that were his friends are now his enemies. Change of surroundings. He came with the band of demons and Christian killers. Now he's sitting with the disciples of Jesus with a changed spirit. Came with the spirit to kill, now with one to heal. And to spread the good news. Isn't God good? It was the changing of Paul that made the difference in his life. A life that God added to by subtracting from. Do you know God is a God of addition by subtraction? He often takes things away in order to add some better things to you. Remember what Paul came with, a band of killers. And due to the change, look what he gained. A new band of brothers, the disciples, as well as a new life a new calling, a new purpose, a new word, a new talk, a new walk, a new heart, and a new spirit. A new Paul no longer saw. Addition by subtraction. Do you know God wants and can do the same thing with you and for you? He can change your mind, your heart, your sight, surroundings, and spirit all in one counter. But he also can give you a new plight, a new purpose, and a new position. Your friends can change and your family too. And it can add to your life by subtracting from it. If you don't mind, there was something fascinating that I saw in the text that I would like to bring to your attention. The text says, after he was blinded, the men he came with gave him a hand or escorted him to Damascus. Once they got him there, my question is, what happened to him? Where did they go? The text doesn't mention them being with him anymore. Remember, they saw the light. They heard the sound or the voice. They saw what happened to their friend Saul. And upon witnessing all of that, they dropped him off in Damascus blinded. The friends he came with left him all alone blinded in a different city. Left him alone and went their merry way. Some friends they were, right? But sometimes God has to show you who your real friends are by allowing the fake ones to leave you all alone when you need them the most. Saul's buddies, his friends, his Christian killing compadres, they left him blinded in the city of Damascus all alone. If God has shown you those things, take heed. But I say this, but for the grace and mercy of God, the text says God sent Ananias to help him, a Christian man that Saul had been hunting to kill, his perceived enemy. Please allow me to say this to you. Many people today are afraid to be alone and afraid to lose the friends that they have. 
despite what type of friends they are, ones that are leading them down the wrong path, ones that have negative and mean spirits, hateful and harmful to self and to others. And they're only your friends when it benefits them. Like Paul's friends leave you alone when you need them the most. And to top it off, they have no interest in seeking God or have an issue when you do. But remember, Jesus is a friend that sticks closer to you than a brother. Allow me to share this with you. You know, we hear about many athletes going to the leagues, whether it's a football or basketball or baseball, bringing their old friends from the neighborhood with them. And the old friends come into a new situation, trying to do old things. You know, I'm reminded of a story I heard not too long ago. A young man got drafted to one of the pro leagues after signing his multi-million dollar contract and moving to the new city where the team who drafted him was located. He decided to bring a couple of his old friends with him to his new city. A couple of friends whom he had grown up in the neighborhood with. The athlete was blessing his friends with some of the money he was making from his newly signed contract. But the two friends decided, unbeknownst to the athlete, that they were going to begin selling drugs in the same city. That the athlete had moved them to. Granted, his friends were living with the athlete. And one day while driving the athlete's car, the two friends got pulled over by a policeman and got busted with drugs in the car. When the cops stopped them and found the drugs, one of the friends asked the cop, do you know who I'm friends with? The police officer told him, yes, I ran the license plates and we're calling him right now to make sure his car had not been stolen. Upon talking to the athlete, they realized these guys were his friends. They were arrested and placed in jail. The athlete did not get indicted or in trouble with his friends, but it put a stain on his reputation and affected his career. Can I say this to you? Sometimes when God moves you forward, you have to leave some behind. Saul, now Paul, new name, new him, new friends, new life. His old friends dropped him off and we don't know what happened to them, but we see that God added new ones. In the text, Jesus sent Ananias to help him, a new friend. And once his sight was restored, Paul was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. And we find him sitting with the new group of friends, the disciples. I say to you, don't be afraid to lose or move on from old things, the old you, your old heart, your old stuff. And that includes old friends too, because God will give you better then he asks you to leave behind. Remember, God changed Paul's surroundings and the people in his life. Because God saw Paul was worldly and in need of a change. A change in order for God to get him to reach his fullest potential and his calling. So he had to change his heart, his mind, his outlook, his surroundings, and his spirit. And he wants and desires to make changes in your life too. To make all things new in you heart, mind, sight, surroundings, and spirit. The change needed and necessary in all of us so we can become all God created and purposed us to be. But the change starts with you. It's not about praying for God to change the people around you. It's about you praying and asking God to change you. And in changing you, everything around you, about you, and in you will change. 
Paul was now sitting with the brothers teaching the word. The same brothers he had come to persecute. God's drastic change in his life. And the Bible says all the people were astonished seeing Paul the preacher. When you allow God to change you, everyone will be astonished at the new you. Why? Because you won't resemble the old you. You'll be a new creature in Christ. Transformed mind, clean heart, new surroundings, new friends, a renewed spirit, and a new purpose and assignment. Let me say this to you. God wants to cleanse you with hossop, and he wants to make you clean. He wants to wash you and make you whiter than snow. He wants to create in you a pure heart and renew a steadfast spirit within you. Do you understand God is in the business of changing you into a new you? He did it for Paul. He wants to do it for you too. So pray for God to change you and make you new. I know he will. He promises he will. He said he will give you a new heart and put his spirit in you and move you to follow him into your purpose, plan, your position, and your assignment. Now that's love from God, but it has to be change in you. God vows to change everything about you, everyone around you, and trust me, it's for the betterment of you. God wants to move you forward towards his blessings and not backwards. Understand you're one prayer away from God changing you into a new you. He did it for Paul. He can and will do it for you too. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask that you would touch the hearts, the minds, and souls of your people. Father God, change all who are listening from the inside out. Help your children to be all that you have created them to be. Where they are broken, build them up. Where they need changing, Father, change them. Allow them to surrender their lives and will to you to change it as you see fit. Where there's old, make new. Where there's a need of subtraction, subtract. Where there's a need of addition, Father God, add as you see fit. Do what only you have the power to do. You change David. You change Saul. You are God of change. I pray right now, Lord Jesus, and believe you have the power, you have the strength and the ability to change. I pray that you would change all that are listening as you continue to change me as only you can. And I ask all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. As always, we hope you enjoyed today's message. We welcome your feedback. And if you were blessed by the message, please feel free to pass our podcast information on to both friends and family. We pray that you have an awesomely blessed day. And we thank you again for allowing us to share a word of God with you. To God be the glory. Amen. AAJ Pod, where the passion for Christ meets the purpose of Christ.